With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, Loz. Great to be joining you again. There's something cool about these NFL names. We had a lot of suggestions on the text line today. Is there any, any that you can think of, just cool-sounding names off the top of your head? Yeah, my old, my old favourite was definitely, definitely um, a safety back in the name by, by the name of Weston Steelhammer, um, who was a, <laughs> a hard-hitting, hard-hitting safety at the back. Um, played for Air Force, um, and one of his last games, it might have been the last game, um, he ever played in college. He was actually ejected for targeting. I thought it was a pretty good legal hit, but um, that was that was his last run. But yeah, the the all name college football team that's been going around of late um, yeah. in the last couple of months certainly gets a lot of play. And yeah, when you have a, a quarterback under you know General Booty, and um, that's always going to get some play. And um, there's also Decoldest out there um, who uh, did sign a, an, an NIL deal, name image likeness deal with an air conditioning company. Wow. Um, so that's just smart business. That's, um, that's as, as they say these days, know your brand, know your value. Yep. Um, and, uh, and that's what we got there. Only in America. What about earlier today, uh, this match between the Cowboys and Philly? It was, uh, it was a classic, wasn't it? It was an absolute cracker. Um, maybe a preview of the NFC divisional match? I think this game, look, there are a few this week, and we're lucky to be watching one right now with the Bengals and the Buffalo Bills um, on ESPN right now. But there are a few top liners that, that were really, you know, marquee matchups. And the Cowboys and the Eagles contest lived up to the billing. I think the great thing about this is, as good as this 28 to 23 victory um, will feel for the Philadelphia Eagles today, they go at it again in four weeks. For, so whether you're a fan of either of these teams, uh, perhaps particularly if you're a Cowboys fan or a neutral, uh, uh-huh. we get this one. Um, one more time in a month's time. Uh, a really, really fascinating um, contest up front. I think the Dallas Cowboys, um, I think Dak Prescott overcame a lot of pressure, um, a lot of a lot of pass rush uh, opportunities for the Philadelphia Eagles in their talented front. Got to him a few times, and he, I mean, 29 for 44, 374 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. And it, this was a game of inches. There was a, a touchdown pass to rookie Luke Schoonmaker that was ruled a touchdown and came back because um, a unique rule where so often we're talking about where, um, you know, completing the catch and going to ground um, at the goal line, his knee was actually down when he first secured the ball a couple inches short of the goal line. And then on a two-point conversion, Dak scrambled out to the right, looked like he got in. It was ruled a converted two-point attempt. On replay, a couple of blades of grass of the sideline did his right, I believe his right air Jordan foot come down, um, which wiped two points off the board. And in a five-point game, um, these are the differences here and there. Um, but So a few missed opportunities for the Cowboys. I thought Prescott for the third game in a row playing at a really high level. For the Eagles, offensively, this was not their most potent showing. Far less, um, far less yardage on total. They only go for 316 total yards as opposed to the Cowboys who were up above near 450. The, the running game was pretty well contained. Uh, this was A.J. Brown's first game without 125 yards in quite some time, in more than a month. But the, ultimately, um, in the red zone, in some, in some key down-distance scenarios, the tush-push came into effect again. Mm. Philadelphia Eagles, a few big conversions there. 
Um, and look, uh, this isn't just because of, um, I don't like to bring it up too much, but this isn't just because my heart does bleed for Dallas, but there were some pretty contentious refereeing calls that the Cowboys will feel a yeah. certain way about, but ultimately, uh, particularly uh, there was a pass interference called uh, against Stefan Gilmore, which one was uncatchable and two looked like a pretty clean play. Uh, there was also a face mask late in this game on Michael Gallup, where a, a legal contact with the, the helmet, I should say, from a defensive back was called. There was a flag on the ground. They picked it up without any explanation. That will fuel the conspiracy theories in Dallas, but ultimately <laughs> the Eagles get away with this one, um, a victory. And I think the Cowboys, there's a few missed opportunities, perhaps a few coaching decisions as well on when to go for it, when to punt, when to go for the touchdown, when to try and keep a drive alive that may come back to bite them. But uh, look, I think the big takeaway from this is, yeah, as you said, we, we, we may very well see this, not just again in the regular season, but in the postseason. Uh, and if so, the neutral fans will be lucky for it because it was a barn burner. Uh, KC, Laurie got themselves back on track with the win over Miami, who just continue to fall short, don't they, against the, the higher quality opponents. But, you know, the form team of the AFC at the moment is the Ravens. It probably should be 9-0. and They're still only fourth or fifth favourites to win the Super Bowl. Do you reckon the bookies have got that wrong? I've had the Ravens at the top of my power rankings for a couple of weeks yeah. now, and they certainly made me feel uh, vindicated. This was another, you mentioned two more of the games that we thought were going to be marquee contests. Wasn't much marquee for the Seattle Seahawks. They were absolutely thwarted. We saw the Baltimore Ravens pass rush get home on Geno Smith. They turned the ball over. They drew interception. We saw a complete performance here. And for Lamar Jackson, so clean, like 21 or 26. He doesn't have a touchdown to his name. He also doesn't have an interception to his name. He gets an early breather in this one as they race out to a big, big lead, eventually winning by 34 points. But the ground game, Lamar himself goes for 10 for 60. We've got Mitchell having a huge day, only nine touches and somehow racking up almost 140 yards on the ground. The Gus Bus, one of the great short yardage weapons in the NFL right now, gets a couple of touchdowns. Justin Hill gets in on the action. And, and for when they did pass the ball, seeing more productive days from Odell Beckham. He's had a couple of better performances in the last few weeks. Wasn't a big day from from your younger receivers like Isaiah Flowers, Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, like clockwork contributes uh, a nice day for him. But they they can beat you in so many different ways. They can. We're seeing the run game take effect. We've seen Lamar do it through the air. The defense, this complementary football. I just I I think from a a week in week out, both a complete showing, a complete performances, the completeness of their roster, as well as some of the statements they make against good teams. We talked about this with the Eagles at times. You know they do it scrappy and credit they did scrappy against a good team this week but the baltimore ravens that's now two performances in the last few weeks against nfc playoff contenders the lions and the seahawks well they this has not been close this has been 30 plus point drubbings so for me the ravens they remain the top of my power rankings uh they were my super bowl pick i had them to beat 49ers in the big dance before the season starts and that side of things at least is aging pretty well now laurie i just want to get your thoughts quickly on pittsburgh you know, they're five and three. They're not looking that great, funnily enough. But, you know, their coach, Mike Tomlin, going to be in the Hall of Fame, we think. He's only their third coach, I just realised, in the last 54 years. Right, so you compare that to, say, the Raiders. They're on their seventh coach in, what, the last decade. Uh, what is it about this Pittsburgh organisation that just seems to broadly get football or understand football? Well, continuity is part of the fabric there. They value it. They don't make rash decisions. And that, that's not just at the head coaching spot where obviously the, the consistency is so so strong. But we see the coordinator positions they have had long lines of defensive and offensive thinking that have, that have taken hold there at different parts of their history. 
Um, as for how they're doing it, no, it's not pretty. A 20-6 to 6 victory over the Tennessee Titans is nothing to write home about, but it's still a victory. They win. They maintain winning records. That's been part of Mike Tomlin's, um, not just the Super Bowl, um, the Super Bowl silverware that he gets to, to, to look at, but it's also it's that consistent winning mentality. It's it's also pride in defense, and defense travels. Uh, defense, um, whilst it's not necessarily the stickiest statistic or the stickiest side of the ball from year to year, when you invest in and continue like the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers organization, front office scouts do, that tends to travel from year to year. Um, and it allows for the fluctuations that we've seen on offenses. They've gone to a new quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger era, over Kenny Pickett coming in. And while they're certainly not the... <clears throat> routine explosion um, or smoothness or rhythm to that offense that Matt Canada calls over there that we'd like to see. Um, they do have playmakers that are going to make splashes. This time we see Deontay Johnson having a productive day, getting into the end zone for the first time in about a decade, or at least that's how it's felt for his fantasy drafters. Mm-hmm. Jalen Warren, a productive uh, young running back who, who runs in tandem now with Najee Harris. And he, it's a formula that while it's not built, I don't think, for a Super Bowl win, it's not built to go toe-to-toe with the true superpowers in the NFL, it is a formula that will get you more wins and losses uh, as it's played out over many a year now. Great to catch up as always, Laurie. Uh, Cincinnati 21, Buffalo 10. Thank you, mate. We'll catch you next Monday. Always a pleasure. Thanks.